You're listening to a Centro Church podcast. Now, today it's called Discovering the Rhythms of the Daily Office and Sabbath. And just like rhythm takes all the different sounds, the guitar, the keys, and makes something beautiful, we're going to look at two rhythms that we need in our life that takes all the noise around us and turns it into something beautiful. And so today, I want to talk to you about lights and bricks. Lights and bricks. I've got my torch here right now and bricks. I've got some Lego I've brought in. And uh, it's not my Lego, it's my son's Lego. Uh, truth be told, I play it with it more than what he does. But anyway, I've got some uh, lights and bricks what we're talking about. I'm not sure if you've seen the movie called The Martian with Matt Damon. It's a story about an astronaut who gets left behind on Mars after his colleagues escape a massive Martian storm. Now, spoiler alert, put it on mute if you haven't seen it. In the movie, Matt Damon's character, along with the others, encountered this huge Martian storm. And they decide they need to return to their spacecraft in order to escape the coming wrath. So they walk out into the storm uh, toward this guide light, toward this light. But something within the storm hits Matt Damon. And in that moment when he is hit, he loses the ability to walk toward the light. Now, I'm sure that all of us can relate to that scene. Where there's been a storm blowing in your life and maybe a circumstance has hit you. Or a word has hit you. Or a person has hurt you. Or the busyness of life has swamped you. And you found yourself in a storm and you were hit. And when you were hit, you lost your way to safety. Storms begin when we say yes to too many things. Storms begin when we live in an overflow of demand from work, family and society. Storms begin when we live a constant multitask lifestyle. Storms begin as we become addicted to busyness and hurry and preoccupation. They begin when we fall into the trap that we need to control. We get hit in storms when we are looking everywhere else for answers instead of Jesus' light. And we get fatigued. And the very light or relationship that guides us to a place of peace and surety is lost. You know, sometimes we lose the sight of the practice of Christian spirituality. Christian spirituality is things that we do to connect with God. And it's our spirituality that gets us to the light on our journey that we call life. And just like Matt Damon, all of us can get hit by things in the storm. But the strength of your spirituality, or the rhythms of spirituality that you have in your life, determines whether the storms of life take you out or not. And so this morning, I want to show you two rhythms, or habits, or principles, that lead us to a deeper spiritual experience, where we find emotional health, even during storms. So the first rhythm that we need as a spiritual people in our life is called the rhythm of the daily office. The daily office is an ancient Christian tradition. It's also called in some languages the divine office or the liturgy of the hours, which I think sounds cool, the liturgy of the hours. It sounds like a rock band that Steve Laylord and, and I would go to, you know, along with Dirk Drysdale. <laughs> Where are you going? To the liturgy of the ages. Rock on! <laughs> anyway, that's what it's called. As Christians, we're taught to read our Bible and have a moment in the day where we get filled up and you know, intercede for those around us. But the practice of the daily office is not so much turning to God to get something from Him, but rather simply to be with Him. Now, I'm an introvert by nature, and uh, I re-energize when I'm by myself. I could sit and watch football all day with no one around me and think that's heaven. And uh, I don't mind being by myself. It energizes me. Um, I love mowing the grass at my house because it means I'm by myself 
mowing the grass. I love that. I actually enjoy spending time with myself, as weird as that sounds, right? <laughs> However, when I got married, <laughs> I learned pretty quickly that if I just did my own thing all the time, things aren't going to go well for me. Can I hear an amen, right? I had to learn how to work, how to sacrifice my time so that I could know Kat, my wife. The same with God. The first rhythm that your wife needs is the daily office, the daily work to seek God, not to get anything, but to be with him. See, David practiced the daily office in Psalm 119, 164. Daniel practiced the daily office. Devout Jews practiced the daily office. Jesus practiced the daily office. The disciples, they practiced the daily office. I just think that as Pentecostal followers of Jesus, you and me should be practicing the daily office where we're going to God not to get stuff, but just to be with him. And so there's four elements that are central to this practice. And the first element is this, stopping. If you want the daily practice in your life, the daily office, stop. You know, we live in such a fast-paced world. This is the hardest thing for us to do. But it's the first thing if you want to relate to God is stop. Find two or three moments in your day that you can stop for two to five minutes. The second is what we would call centering. In Psalm 37, it says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Psalm 46 says, Be still and know that I am God. The first thing is we stop and then we move into God's presence and we let go of any tension. You remind yourself who you're with, then you be still. You breathe slowly. You close your eyes if you need to, and you center yourself. And when you find your mind wandering, breathe, stop, be still. The third practice is silence. Dallas Willard said that silence and solitude are the two most radical disciplines of the Christian life. Without silence and solitude, it's almost impossible to live a spiritual life. Most of us feel uh, fear silence. In 1 Kings, we see the story of Elijah that after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord wasn't in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. It's hard to hear God if you are noisy. Learn how to be silent. And the fourth thing is this scripture. You know, when you've stopped, when you've centered, when you're silent, get at your word. The Bible says that your word is a lamp for my feet. It's a light to my path. The second rhythm that we need in our lives is the rhythm of Sabbath. The rhythm of the daily office is the first one that gets us to the light. And then Sabbath is the second rhythm. Most of us would remember the story. How God sends Moses to Egypt to meet with Pharaoh to let God's people go. And Israelites leave Egypt and then God gives them ten principles. Or we translate it ten commandments or Ten ways to get their best life. And in Exodus 20, we see one of those commands, one of those principles that says, Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. These are the two things that make a Sabbath work. Rest and dedication to God. Rest and meditation. Rest and prayer. Rest and worship. See, it's hard to rest, relax, and meditate when you're making bricks. 
Exodus 5.13 says that meanwhile, the Egyptian slave drivers continued to push hard. Meet your daily quota of bricks, just as you did when we provided you a straw, they demanded. See, this story of, of Israelites making bricks isn't a story about Israelites and Egyptians. It's a story about us. It's a story about how we have a tendency in life to allow other people to define us by what we do. Or another way to put it, we've created a system where somebody else's opinion of us or action towards us defines us. And we've created this value system all around us that is defined by one thing, bricks. I've got my brick here, I've got my little slave driver on top there, see? <laughs> right? Our culture is determined. You know, they've determined that we are valued only by our accomplishments or lack thereof. Meaning we only have value if we can add value. But here's the thing, even God did not allow himself to be defined by his productivity. Was God still God when he wasn't creating? Right? For six days, God was being God and doing God things. And creating and performing miracles and making birds and animals. For six days, he was doing godly things. But on the seventh day, he stopped. He didn't create. He didn't do anything that God does. Here's my question. Was God still God when he wasn't creating? The answer is yes. Right? The principle for the Sabbath then is this. That God wants you to know that there has to be a regular time where you remind yourself that you are just as valuable to God no matter what you are accomplishing. That God loves us the same whether you're making bricks or not. See, Pharaoh said, you are only as valuable to me as the amount of bricks that you make. Imagine a marriage defined by bricks, you know, where, uh, 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 you know, your husband is only as good to you as what he does, or your wife is only as good to you as what she gives to you. Imagine a friendship defined by bricks, and I'm going to be your friend as long as you give to me, and vice versa. Imagine being in a church defined by bricks. <laughs> right? Imagine a church that drives people to its breaking point. I don't think God is after that kind of church. Imagine being in a church where you judge it by its, by its productivity toward you. Imagine that. Imagine being in a church where you judge it by what it gives to you. I don't think God wants that either. See, God values us bricks or no bricks. Having a Sabbath is not about having a religious rule-based experience, but a free, peaceful, worry-free experience with Him. The Sabbath is there to bring freedom to your humanity. It's a safeguard to remind yourself who you really are. You are a child of God. You have worth even when you're resting. Jesus finds value in you regardless of what you create. Maybe you're watching and listening and you've never had a relationship with Jesus and you didn't know that he loves you more than anything. And that he has a plan for your life and a plan to take you through pain into life to lead you toward the light. And you're saying, you know what, I want to say yes to Jesus. It's really simple to say yes to Jesus. The Bible says in Romans 10 9 that if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. It's so easy to begin this journey with God. All you have to do is say yes. So if this is you um, saying, hey, I, I want to say yes this morning, and you're watching, I just want you to do two things. I'm going to pray a prayer. You just re repeat it after me, and then please go onto our, one of our social pages or website and just connect with us. So why don't you just pray this prayer after me? Jesus, 
Thank you for dying on the cross, paying for my sins, giving me a fresh start. Today I give you my life. I ask you to forgive me for going my own way. Today I repent. Be the Lord of my life. With all of my heart, I'm going to find out what pleases you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, please, we would love to connect with you. Go onto our website, centrochurch.com.au, or, uh, you know, just comment now on the video, and uh, we would love to get in contact with you. Hey, let me encourage you, church. Two rhythms, the daily office and Sabbath. Let's every day not go to God to get stuff from God, but let's go to God to be with God. Let's stop multiple times in the day. Let's center ourselves. Let's be silent. And then let's read our scripture and let that scripture be the light. Let the scripture and that time with God be the light to us. That no matter what storms we find ourselves in, that we can always see the light. I'll tell you what. When you are with God daily in that relationship, no matter what things hit you in the storm, you're never going to lose sight of the light. Let me encourage you, get a day, get a 24-hour period in your life where you can relax, where you can rest, and where you can meditate. It's not just a holiday, right? But it's a holiday and being thankful toward God for it. Get those two things in your life, and you're going to find just a beautiful, sweet essence in your world. And let me pray for you, Holy Spirit. I just thank you that we can meet online this morning. And I just pray that you would help us and, and uh, counsel us to just increase those rhythms in our life, the daily office and the Sabbath. Lord, I pray this week that as we, as we seek you, that we'll find you. And that as we get close to you, we'll begin to know you more and more at a deeper level. In Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. 